Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This boy's a second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 819 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I'm your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight we're talking patch 13.5 with my friends Bomo <clears throat> excuse me, and Goose. Um, so it should be good. We got the first arena patch as well, first arena adjustment patch on live, and some placebo buffs, some cool changes, 
some impactful bug fixes. Uh, but yeah, we'll go through it all. Um, guys, how you doing? Goose, you surviving the heat? Has it cooled down at all? Uh, it's cooled down to a nice, cool 98 degrees, but uh, Ooh. it's rained every day this week, which has actually been really nice. The humidity has been really up, but uh, it's good having some rain. Yeah, I'm sure that's also helped to tamp down the, the temperature. I saw that, yes, we're getting a little re- relief from this nationwide heat wave because Phoenix, for the first time in like two or three weeks, did not go over 110 yesterday. <laughs> that's insane. So, yeah, next week, we're getting there. Starting <laughs> Saturday, I think for like a week and a half, the high is like 82. So, I'm pretty excited. That'll be nice. But yeah, just been working and, uh, I've played my placements this this year in solo queue. Um, I think we were talking about in the Discord. Mental feels a little bit rough. I don't know yeah. what the cause is yet. I think Bummo had a pretty good cause. You want to say what you said, Bummo? I think a lot of it's just like like elo inflation. Uh, not elo in terms of your level, but like I mean, sorry, ego inflation. I, I don't know why I said elo inflation, but it is elo inflation too, right? So with the new, a whole new division added in between um, pretty much all the other ranks. So it's not even adding to like the top or the bottom of the rank. It's right smack in the middle. And what they wanted, what Riot wanted to do is they wanted to disperse out more of the silver and gold players. So some gold players got pushed up to plat and some silver, even some silver players got pushed up to plat. So I think when they did the redistribution they were aiming to have top of silver be platinum four ish and so that kind of skews the entire playing field right now until people play more games so it's it's honestly pretty brutal like all my games are like honestly stomps which lead to afk so there i think i've only had one close game out of like 11 or 12 i played that was like felt like it was like an even game but a lot of times it's just like uh, I had a game where I was like 3 or 4 and 0 in lane and then I look at the scoreboard and I'm the only one with four kills and it's a, they're all solo kills too and then my team is down like 17 kills <laughs> I'm like okay it's one of those types of games um and so I feel like people are just there's a whole bunch of mixture of people where I feel like I'm I was looking at some of the opponents I played against I'm like this guy does not seem like he should be in this level but they spam games. They got to platinum with like a forty, like three percent win rate. They just played a lot because of the way that you don't have provision, you don't have a promotion series anymore. So if you just hit your LP, then you you rank up. And their their previous splits and seasons were like always in gold and silver. So it seems like it's really strange. And I feel like that can be the opposite and the same thing for other lanes too, where your opponent was just so far away from you where you ended split one, but you're playing in their games, which makes it pretty wild in terms of the team formation. So I, I think it this is kind of the growing pains of adding a whole new division in between um, the higher up divisions while also wanting to pull people upwards into gold and platinum. And so I think it's been pretty brutal. You're getting a lot of games where people are just not having it and they're down one kill and they just want to forfeit and go next because you 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 can climb right now with the lower than 50 percent win rate which i think is pretty insane 
Yeah, I think that's pretty problematic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's that's pretty rough if you're significantly below 50 and still climbing. Like, maybe 49% or so, because there could be MMR discrepancies, or you happen to be winning games where you're matched against higher players, but then in the games where it's you're at the top uh, ranked person MMR-wise, and in the lobby you lose it for some reason, then maybe, like, stuff like that could happen, but... Yeah, no, like 43, 40, I mean, like 47 below, like you shouldn't mm -hmm. be climbing at all. Yeah, I think with the introdu introduction of Emerald, Riot was aiming to push people from Silver 1 up to, I don't know, low plat into the plat space right now. But I think what they're hoping ends up happening is like gold 1s and like plat 3 is like the actual platinum range. So it's kind of an, an inflation of rank right now. And yeah. as people play more games, I think it'll normalize. But it's it's been pretty brutal playing those games. Yeah. Um, even though I have higher than fifty percent win rate, it's just it's 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 rough. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about in the Discord the six games I've played. When I got done, I was just just mentally taxed from like just I felt like I was trying so hard to play a game of league. It was just wasn't the best experience, but. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've played five, so I've done my placements. Uh, I remember, yeah, I had one game where I played Scion against Nar, and that's just a, it's just a rough matchup. <laughs> Who played? I haven't seen a Nar in so long. <laughs> it's because you picked Scion. <laughs> I played against. Uh, yeah, I guess, but like they also had a Jinx mid who was definitely scripting, like. It was very, very obvious. Like, I R'd onto her at one point, and then just barely, like, she dodged just barely outside of it, and I threw my E, which has a big range, the Roar of the Slayer at her, and she still just, she dodged, like, consistently, like, curved down and to the right. I was like, okay, easily scripting. Like, there's no way that this would work otherwise. It was, and she would not miss skill shots, so I reported her. She's probably banned. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I halfway through that game, uh, I think the brand support was like Scion. How do you win games? I was like, what? What do you want? What do you want me to do? I I don't know. That he was like one and six as well. It was your, but, it was your yeah, fault, uh, top laner. It yeah, it's my fault as the top laner that I fed the Nar. Although the Nar didn't get fed, I had more items than him and uh the same CS and basically the same gold in the whole game. And yeah, now when I look at it, all the other people that are in this game now are ranked like Emerald as well. So yeah, but uh, I had that. I had one game of Shaco, which was just a st uh, was kind of a stomp the whole time. RP oh, we had a Varus who was screaming to surrender and I was like, just chill. And then they chilled and we won. Uh, yeah. And then I played three games of Maokai and won two of them pretty easily. So, yeah, I think I'll just keep playing him. Although, it, I don't know, we'll have, I'll have to see like how the new Maokai feels after... Not the new Maokai, how the nerfed Maokai feels this patch. Because yeah. I, I was abusing him for a while. Yeah, I'm adding uh, yeah. Braum as my next my new 1 and 2 champion. Rakan and Braum. Okay. Uh... You should max E. On oh yeah, hundred percent. If you weren't okay, okay, good. I, I've I've seen people max Q, and I've done it myself before. And no, no, I've noticed no. that uh, 
there's a lot of like AOE and skill shot champions being played right now, especially in my games. It's just how it feels. And I feel like Braum really just with as much early fighting as going on, I feel like I can't because my virtue recon, I really need to wait till I get that item before I can really team fight or skirmish in the early game. But with Braum, you just throw up the shield and you're just like, hey, fuck you and all your damage. <laughs> and your passive is insane yeah. early. So he's feeling pretty good right now. I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy with Braum. So, and you can suit you can take. I would think you could take ignite reliably as well because your E acts as an exhaust in any given pinch. Yeah, I still of. just always. I'm not a big ignite support user just because I don't really okay. play for lane. I think exhaust is just too powerful. Because if one sure. person gets ahead, you just say, "Here's your exhaust. Good luck fighting in this team fight now." Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I, I have noticed that the, the mental was a little rough too, but I haven't... I'll probably play a bit more tonight because um, I was sick last week and now my girlfriend's sick, so I passed it to her. So The ultimate gamer move. Uh, pass the sickness to the exactly, significant other. <laughs> exactly. Yep, so now she's sick and I get to play games all like every night for this week or so because it's taken me it took me like a week and a half to run through it i'm basically done with it now so now yeah it's like she'll probably have it to like mid next week or so. it's like the mission impossible man you're like oh i got this fucking sickness let me just rub up against her as much as i can so she can get sick so i can play games for an entire week and not get in trouble <laughs> yeah i mean like we have some social plans for this weekend but i'm pretty sure that they're gonna get canceled so yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, yes. It was, I didn't set out to do it, if she's listening, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Plead the fifth. Um, plead the fifth. Yes, I plead the fifth, yes. Um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, once we're both healthy, we're going to adopt a new dog, so just... Um, Hell, yeah. Looking around at different dog shelters and stuff like that, and... We've submitted a couple of applications, haven't heard back. Not that we're unqualified dog owners. We have a dog now, but I don't know why we didn't hear back from them. So, yeah. Getting another one. Bomo, how's uh, how's life for you, man? Pretty good. Um, solo queue was a little rough at the start. I think I went in like, what, two and six to start my games. But Ooh, That's rough. Uh, the, the, first, the first few were not too bad. Um, I didn't lose any LP for those first initial wins or losses, so that feels pretty good. Um, but now my gains are kind of insane. Um, I'm gaining like 35, 37 per game and losing like 20, which I think is you lost. Yeah, you won 34 yesterday on that Renekton win and lost 15 on the Yone loss. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the, yeah. so I played three games yesterday. I won a total of 69 LP and lost 15 LP for going 2-1. So for, for going 2-1, I got a whole 54 LP. So that's like a whole... It's like half a tier, which I think is insane. So that's why you can see people climbing at a ridiculous rate. Like this like <laughs> LP inflation that's going on is... like like in insane so if if i were to like say i would have lost like two or three games after that it wouldn't have made a difference because i would have still only lost 40 some lp and i would have been up 10 lp if i went like two and three or something yeah 
I'm pretty uh, upset that they got rid of the promoting to the next division. Because my LP is fucked. Mm. So I went 4-1 and one in my placements. I'm plat 1. And I'm getting 27 and losing 31 still. Jesus. That's brutal. And I, I wanted the Emerald tier, like, have to rank in the Emerald tier so that I could perma-lose my promos just to try and fix my MMR. And now that's just not going to happen. I think if I really want to climb this split, I'm just going to have to lose a bunch of games and try and fix my MMR somehow. Yeah. Wait, hold on. If you're losing, your MMR is below where you're... Oh, so you can get back to where your MMR is and then climb from there. Understood. Sorry, I was... Yeah. It took me a second. So, like... <clears throat> What a lot of players used to do is they would, uh, like higher tier players, especially like diamond players, they would get into their master promos and they would just dodge permanently for like yep. the entire split. And then at the end of the year, they really made a push and their gains were insane. They would get like 40, 50 LP per win. Yeah. And also back then they, we're able to duo with people still yeah. and cheat the system. But now that there's not that rank up between tiers, you just, I unfortunately, that's why I kind of said in the thing, I think I'm just going to get to Emerald and hope that the hard reset next season fixes whatever's going on with my LP. Do, can you demote out of uh, like a, a tier four in a division? Or division four in a in a tier if you lose a game at zero LP, or just I think if like you that? lose singular one, then you drop out of it. Okay, it's like Valorant. I guess I could, out, to my understanding, maybe bounce back and forth between Emerald four and. Yeah, Part that might one. probably be the best. You just you just kind of bounce back and forth. Uh, but I think you can't bounce if you dodge a game. So I've seen things where if you dodge at like platinum four, um, or like I guess the say plat two and you dodge and you're at zero LP. You'll go to a plat to like negative 10 LP. Yeah, you'll get in the negatives. So you, yeah. But I also, I don't want to just lose games for my teams. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just, I, I, I would feel, that's why I wish the dodge thing was still yeah. in for the promotion series. Because I'm not harming anybody other than myself. You know, I don't want to go into a Or you could just win too. You can try to win more and then yeah, like, it's you, just, it's like more exhausting. But yeah, you, it's you just, win more to bring your MMR up to your... It's just annoying when you when you win two, you get forty something LP, and then you lose yeah. one, and you lose thirty. You know, it's just yeah. It'll still normalize though. So if even if you keep winning two for one, even though the LP gains are pretty bad, if you just keep winning two for one, then eventually yeah. it'll catch up to you. That's that's I guess that's what happened to me, right? So last split I was peaked plat two, um, like sixty or seventy LP, and then I went on this massive like losing streak, um, and then I was like about to lose my demotion shield in plat four and then when i started winning again i was gaining like 15 and losing 27 or something like that so it was like a pretty pretty big difference um but i just kept on winning two for ones for like two months straight and then yeah. they fixed it but it took it took a long time to get it normalized i just think it's strange that i win so many games and it just like hasn't i feel like the system would recognize that i don't belong where i'm at and start just bumping my MMR to push me into games that it doesn't think I belong in, but mm -hmm. it just yeah, I think uh, it just hasn't. 
based on some testing, um, I think 50 games is the mark of when it starts figuring out your actual ranking compared to your uh, MMR. And so whatever you're at right now, you have to play an extra 50 games. I, I know that's a lot of games, but you have to play 50 games for it to be somewhat normalized. This is why norms are more fun because it's actually accurate, <laughs> my, and you stay where you're. Like my, you're actually playing with people that you're at the same skill level. I tell you what, though, my flex MMR is insane. I'm getting like 55, losing like 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My flex is pretty high too. My norms is really high. It's so weird. Like I, I think both of Goose, you and I are the same. Like our normal and flex MMRs are both up near like. What was before Diamond Plus? Oh, I play and, Masters, like, Masters players and, and norms all the time. Yup, exactly the time. same. <laughs> and then in solo queue, I'm in against like what were formerly like low plats and golds, yeah. and that's what it was last time. It, it's a lot. It the game is just different at those two echelons. I find like my play style, and I think yours as well, lends itself better to the uh, the higher levels, the higher level more like calculated and understood in like the macro shit than out handsing someone in gold and I guess platinum now. Yeah. Anyways, enough griping. We will uh we will normalize our our rank stuff over time. Let's talk about this patch. So um we uh so there was a mid patch update so already after it went out Bard got an additional bug fix and then arena buffs. We looked at the arena buffs and nerfs and we didn't think that any of them were massive enough to really talk about. If you want to go, you can go check them out on your own. Obviously go look up the, just the patch notes for 13.15. The only thing was that the Nefiri map when she, or when Nefiri is on maps, she is going to, her damage is massively reduced. It used to be 20 to 60% of your max health as the game went on in time. Now it's 10 to 20%. So those Nefiri dogs are no longer going to nuke you like they did before compared to most anyone else. They were not the problem, uh, or they were way stronger than most any other map, uh, champion that was around. Um, so that's changed. And then they're adding some new champions as well. Go check those out. They seem pretty cool um, when I looked at them. I don't know what... I haven't really theorycrafted anything around it, but you also can't theorycraft for the champion maps. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to try those out, too. But, um, yeah. So, first off, we have Aatrox. Um, Aatrox's Q damage is decreased, so he was buffed last patch and uh, went a little scary. Um now they're pulling him back. So his first cast damage on the Q was... Uh, what are they actually nerfing here? They're nerfing the percent AD. So it won, it won the base damage is the same. It went from plus 60 to plus 100% AD to plus 60 to plus 90% AD. Before, I believe before the buff, it was plus 80% AD. So they're splitting the difference on what this was from two pa- from last patch, which is good, a partial revert. Um, I have not seen any Aatrox in the last patch, but I also mostly played a lot of Arena. In Arena, he felt very good, but uh, I haven't seen him much in solo queue. Have you seen him much, Bomo? Yeah, he's kind of strong. Um, I think he's still pretty strong right now. I, I, I wouldn't say he's going to be going down too much, but 
I think the problem is like a lot of his item builds. So he builds like lethal. <laughs> he builds like lethality, um, and he yeah. builds Eclipse first item, and that just inherently makes him a lot better. So I think it's similar to like a trying to skew the champion to more high skill floor because you're doing a lot more damage um, when you hit your sweet spots on your Qs. And so if you're able to do that really well, it was ensuring that Aatrox players were being rewarded pretty heavily. Um, so that my competitive um, team I play on, he's an Aatrox main, and literally he's even he's claiming that Aatrox is like completely busted right now. And so that goes to tell you when a main of a champion is saying how broken something is, you know it's, it's pretty strong. So we'll see if this yeah. tones it down um, in terms of maybe making him harder to harder for non Aatrox experienced players to get good results with him, but I think the the good Aatrox players would still have pretty decent um results. Who's your yeah, top one? He laner? has a His name is uh African Rhino. Oh okay, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, so he's he was he was claiming that Aatrox is busted right now and if it, if they don't ban it then we're we're first picking it every time. So. Yeah. Yep, I played with him. Can't say that I have, but I probably have and don't remember it. Um, but Aatrox is like the I'm looking at the stat side so far. His pick rate is barely dropped, uh, but his win rate has dropped like four percent. And I think a lot of that is like it, it's an overreaction because he he's not even that. It's not that much of a nerf. He's not. He didn't get four percent worse. There's just no way. So early sample size bias, really, since the patch went into effect uh, today. Although he already has 13,000 matches. So I think it's just more, I don't know, that there's been some rough games that have happened or something like that. But I don't I don't think this is that bad. I think he'll maybe go down 1% mm -hmm. off of this. But he probably still needs some nerfs. He's going to be, if they don't touch him more, he's going to be pick ban in pro play. Just like he was at Worlds, just like he was last year. Mm -hmm. So just He already some... was in LCK uh, this morning. He was already... B1 picked in uh, two of the games that I watched. Yeah. So just for some like background, um, the patch before he got buffed, his pick rate was 7.7%. And after the buff, his pick rate went almost up to 18%. So that's a huge jump in pick rate. And his win rate ran up 3%. So all the people who are still picking him, so his pick rate's still 165 So all those, more than double the amount of people who are playing him are now seeing like that they can't win games by not playing him correctly. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, and that's probably good. It pushes yeah. people to either learn the champion that you're playing correctly or play a champion that you understand. Exactly. Or go abuse the next thing. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, anything else on Aatrox? Nope. Okay, so Caitlyn. Um, well, Goose, why don't you cover Caitlyn for us? Uh, so passive critical strike chance scaling increased and then R critical strike chance additional damage increased. So the passive headshot is going from 1.2 to 1.3. Uh, this will grant plus 27% base damage at 100% crit strike. And then the R crit strike chance damage ratio was 2.5% per 10% crit chance. Now it's 3.5% per 10 crit chance. Uh, this is good. They're trying to push her back into more of a uh, like crit build. She's been building that stupid-ass lethality build where she just cues you twice and then ults you and it kills you. 
pretty frustrating to play against. But uh, I don't know. I have to see her build crit before I believe that she's going to switch from her lethality build. I think she just she kind of plays like the uh, Varus AP play style or the Kaisa AP where she just kind of pokes you and you can't ever really touch her. And even then with lethality, yeah. she gets enough crit from like a uh, collector and LDR that her headshots still smack with lethality. And I will, I will say this is, this is a healthy direction to push Caitlyn, but if you can combo Caitlyn correctly, of course, like playing crit is the better way to play her if you can absolutely combo her. But if you can like get some flashy combos off with lethality, you can pop people and it's so satisfying, I will say. Yeah, the lethality build definitely comes online at like two items compared to which the AD, AD carry problem right now is especially IE users or crit users in general just need like three to five items before they come online and games are just over before then. That's why you're seeing all these lethality yeah. champions and poke champions in the bot lane. And Caitlyn also loves she's not an attack speed user. She's like the da- like damage and then yeah, attack speed's nice, but don't need it that much. Uh so IE is what her mythic should be ideally, especially with the Gale Force nerfs, but IE is just like it, it it has such a higher uh higher power trough relative to everything else. Like yes, in the end at six items, IE is a better mythic stat wise than any other AD carry mythic out there. But you have that power trough when you have it and you don't have more of those other items. It just doesn't feel as good. So that's something else that plagues her is the the build path that she has to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I hope she gets a bit better. Her stats so far are saying that she is slightly better in Emerald Plus. She went up by like 0.5 percent. This is probably like a one percent buff, if I had to guess, but it's not that much. Caitlyn also is very meta reliant too. Like she she pops in and pops out. Like when thing when there's really long range poke. Like when Kaisa is really really good, Caitlyn can do stuff early, but you're not gonna you're not gonna see her as much as when. You know, Zeri is the premier ADC, and Caitlyn can really keep her down. Or, uh, I don't know, she can contest Varus when Varus is um, in lane and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. And Samira is all over the place, too. I see her a lot, and Caitlyn can deal with Samira some, but if Samira gets on top of her, Caitlyn's done. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll move on to Camille, then. So, uh... Camille's AD growth is increased and her R on hit damage is increased. So but guys, did you know that her R had on hit damage when she you were when champions were in the zone? Yeah. Okay. I I wasn't sure because I've been seeing a lot of reactions from people that are like, I had no idea this even existed before. That shows how negligible it was, some, but also cool that it's a thing but her ad growth went up by 0.3 so it's now a 3.8 per level and then her bonus magic damage the champions that are in her hextech ultimatum take uh it was 5 to 15 with ability rank extra damage per auto now it is 20 to 40 so she's going to be a lot stronger at level 6 at level 18 having 35 extra per auto you're already probably using three autos at that point and you're killing them um but level 6 
you're going to be autoing a lot while they're in there. So this makes a much bigger deal early, I think. Uh, and I like it because Camille is right now mostly just a counterpick champion. Um, unless you're really, really, really good with her. I don't see her all that much unless I play Scion and then people pick Camille into me. But that's the only time I ever see Camille. <laughs> Bomo, do you ever see Camille in your your games at all? No, but I think we probably will. Just the way that her her kit works, I think she, I think maybe maybe we're too low of an elo to see a lot of her. Um, I think she's like a very high skill floor yeah. and ceiling champion. Just the way that her kit works, right? So the Q has like a couple effects where. You use it once for an auto reset, and there's a timing where you hold it a bit in order to get the true damage, or you can use it again for another another auto reset. So I feel like there's like small nuances like that, and then using her jump is also it's easy in terms of like you just kind of point to a wall, click, and then you point to an enemy. But I feel like it's a lot more nuanced than that as well, because it is it's like your only form of gap close and escape so if you mess that up then you you're you're kind of useless right so i've played a little bit of camille too and i was like wow if i miss my e then <laughs> i lose every trade in the world um and so now with the r her dueling potential goes up too and i don't know if she builds divine sunder but it feels like right now triforce she's seems, a sunder user yeah yeah i feel like maybe she could build triforce triforce feels like a pretty strong bruiser item right now in general for a lot of the champions that i'm seeing being played um so i wonder how she might perform if people start building triforce on her instead of divine sender i don't even know if you really need divine sender just because she does a lot of true damage in her kit and a lot of percent uh health damage with her auto attacks especially with her ultimate now so I, yeah i'm curious but i think she will be pretty good in the high elo bracket for sure. She could use Triforce. I mean, she's used Triforce in the past. Um, obviously, it depends on champions, but I don't think she needs the attack speed steroid because she gets attack speed from her E as well when you use that. Um, and she's more bursty. Like, you go in, you hit them with an E, you get a an extra Q. You know, you get that massive Q. You get a, a Sunderer proc, you get Shield Bash, you get a Grasp, and then you walk away. And then do that again 10 seconds later, 12 seconds later. Like, that's that's her trade pattern. So, um, yeah, I mean, she absolutely can use Triforce, though. Like, Triforce into Ravenous and Steric's Gage. Like, that's, that's Primo as well. Swap that out for Sunderer, depending on the game. Yeah, very good. Yeah, um... She's a lot of fun to play, though. And, like, learning when to use your W. Like, oh, you can use your W while you're flying at people. And with the E, and learning, like, how you can you can flash while you're mid-flight to land it further. You can extend the range of it as well. And you can use it to displace people back towards your team a little bit, too. Um, there's a lot of nuance to Camille's kit. Yeah. She definitely feels like... I think she's one of the highest skill ceiling champions, too. Okay. Well, next one we have is Gwen. Um, Bomo, you want to take Gwen for us? Sure. So the health, health regen on her per 5 seconds is going from 8.5 to 9. And then her W, Hollowed Mist, the bonus armor and magic resistance is going up. 
So it was 17 to 25 based on ability level to now 22 to 30. So this is maybe pretty significant. It makes her even tankier than what she is now. I think it will make her stronger because a lot of her kit is healing and healing is a lot more valuable with higher resistances. And maybe it, I kind of like the approach that Riot's taking with a lot of these champions. It's pushing more buffs for people who know how to play the champion well. So if you're just using your W to, to um, dodge some long-range abilities that you don't really need to be using your W on and you're focusing more on like sp specific team fights, like you know you've faced a couple Gwens where they just always seem to have their W at the right time and they're in a range where you can't hit them when you're auto-attacking and so you try to move in but then she just has so much damage and is so tanky i feel like that'll just like reward those players who know how to actually use the w so i, I like this change for her i think all champions should have this type of um kit but i know riot also wants more champions to be more accessible to more players but i think just having a higher skill ceiling for champions is the the right way to buff champions in my opinion I agree with everything you said, but she's also uh, not a solo queue champion, generally. This is a pro play champion for the most part. Her From last patch, her win rate has literally not changed statistically, 48.66 to 48.66, um, and her pick rate has gone up by 1%. So, yeah, uh, still... Unless you're like a Gwen one chick or you're really good or this is like higher elo or something, don't don't be picking Gwen. Just save Gwen for watching her in pro play games. Uh, all right, so Ivern. Uh, lots of Ivern changes. Basically, they're nerfing Daisy. Uh, they're also nerfing Tibbers this patch because they're changing how Smite interacts with pets. But... Um, they're nerfing Daisy and some other stuff too. So base MR was 32 plus 2.2 per level. Now it's 30 plus 1.3 per level. Um, basically the same as other rank range champions is what they're doing. Then W, the ally on hit damage. When they walk through one of your brushes, it used to be 5 to 15 plus 10% of Ivern's AP. Now it is 10 to 30 plus 10% of Ivern's AP. So the base damage uh, doubled basically. The E, shield strength, the trigger seed. Um, the So the base is up. It was 80 to 220 on the base. Now it's 85 to 245, but the AP ratio went down from 75% to 50%. And it says, note, this will be a buff until Ivern gets 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 AP. After getting more than uh, those per ability level, then it's a, a nerf. So that's good that they supplied that right there. And Daisy's duration went down 15 seconds, so now it's 45. It's the same duration as Tibber's. It used to be a minute. That's insane. Uh, the armor in MR was 20 to 100 plus 5% AP. Now it is 30 to 90, scaling with levels 6 to 18. Um, the da Daisy's health went uh, changed as well. It was 1,300 to 3,900 plus 50% AP. Now it is 1,000 to 4,400, level 6 through 8, plus 50% AP. This is approximately a 5% durability increase. Daisy's attack damage 
is the just they have the AP ratio, so now it's 15% AP. So, but the final shockwave damage is unchanged. So Daisy is going to deal less damage. She's going to be less durable generally. Um, Ivern needed some nerfs, but this is also in line with what they're doing for Smite and the jungle pets. So um, I'll cover that. I'll just skip to that next, and then we can go back to the regular changes since I've been talking about this. But um, Ivern changed thoughts. Uh, Goose, what do you think here? I'm glad they're taking away the Daisy walking around as an assassin, one-shotting everybody. Um, yeah. I think it's it was pretty frustrating that he was able to build full AP and not really feel any of the like repercussions of it because all this stuff scaled so well with AP. Um, yeah, it felt unfair in the same way that old, like a few, like uh, last year when you could build full glass cannon AP Maokai and your saplings would just do half your health. Yeah. And then I guess this is, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but it's good to pick up here because it was kind of an interaction that he abused. So Night Harvester would proc on ability, not ability, um, item ability effects. Yep. So like uh, Static, Static Shiv, Shiv was a, a big, example. big example. What he would do would he would go Night Harvester Redemption and proc it on Redemption. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. So okay. just a definitely a good change for him. He needs to be more of the squishier, supportive jungler that's not one-shotting me. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Because then your ADC rages at you for getting one-shot by the daisy yeah. and you weren't there to protect them. Yeah, yeah they get one-tapped because they didn't run away from the daisy. And you're, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I will say though it's hard to run around from hard to run from the daisy because it has such a high movement mm -hmm. speed. I remember we <laughs> yeah. talked about that when they buffed it. Yeah. We were like, "What in the fuck is this?" Is, yeah. They gave him perma moby yep. boots. Yeah, right. <laughs> On daisy that can chain you down forever. Yeah, it was like if daisy landed one auto attack, you were getting knocked up. It didn't matter. Yeah. Because <laughs> the auto's yeah. slow too. Do they? I didn't know from that. daisy. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Well, Ivern got those nerfs and really needed it. Um, so that's also going to mean Ivern's a lot worse in Arena. If I look at stats, he was at 53.3. He was the be statistically the best jungler on the patch. Oh my god, the AP build. It was Night Harvester into Megize was the, the build on the stats side here. Uh, and now it's down to 51.8, and it's Shirelia's, and then Magi's still, but support items, not AP, is what's being recommended afterwards. So, seems like this has been successful. Ivern is still uh, very strong, but he's a lot different to play, and you just don't see him all that much. Um, I guess before, you, his pick rate went down a little bit, so you're going to see him even less, which is good. I don't like playing against Ivern. Don't like playing with him. Don't like it. Not a fan. So, uh, next we have Kaisa. So, Kaisa's been the bane of everyone's existence in pro play and in solo queue a lot, too. So, yeah, uh, she's getting some nerfs. Her base health is going down by 30, so now it's 640. Her Q, the damage per missile, the AP ratio, is going down by 10 to 20%. Uh, or it's down, going down to 10, or by 10, so now it is 20%. 
The maximum single target damage unevolved is 45%, the AP ratio. Everything else is staying the same. The, the bonus AD ratios and the base damage is all staying the same. And then when you evolve the Q, the AP ratio uh, is down as well. Uh, it's down to 75. It was 112.5% AP. Now it's 75. So big <clears throat> AP nerfs to uh, Kaisa's Q. Her W... The cooldown reduction after evolution was um, 77%, now it is 75%, and it says, note, this is functionally an 8.7% cooldown increase on hit. So when you hit Kaisa's W, it refunds, it used to refund 77% of the cooldown, now it's 75 This basically just means that you can't throw Ws from across the map and the plasma will stay long enough for you to hit them with another W and detonate the W. You have to be a lot closer unless you have a shitload of ability haste. This, so this is also up to, uh, upgraded W, not just normal W. The, right. The cooldown reset yeah. or the, the reaction. Yeah, if you go full AD and you don't upgrade the W, this is a net. It doesn't change anything about the W. So, yeah. Um, I'm really glad to see this. I think it's great. Let me see what her stats say. Um, yeah, she has a 35% pick rate. That's absurd. Yeah. Last patch, it was 42, and she still had a 51.3% win rate. My god. Especially with the AP build. Like, I don't know if you guys played back in Season 3, or like I guess before Season 4. Um, the old Nidalee was sort of like how I view Kaisa right now, where the, the spears are... The spears from Old Nidalee before her rework were just so toxic for Wide. the game. Um, yeah. The hitbox was inaccurate, plus, right, you do the thing where you throw your spear and you bounce away, and the, it calculates the damage based on how far you are away from your enemy at the point of impact. Um, and so that was just insane, because it's such a long range, um, similar to the Kaisa W now, where you can just hit it from so far... The, the range of the W is just so far. I, I understand that's part <laughs> of her ridiculous. kit, right? You hit it and then you like ult in and you fight. But if if the if the W is doing like twenty five percent of the opponent's health on hit, you don't have to go in at all. You can just sit back and keep hitting W. <laughs> yeah. Especially like fights around objectives where there are no minions to hide behind. You're just someone's getting hit with that every time, which is pretty insane. Yeah, I played it last night at community night. I played Kaisa mid uh against a jace and basically just sat there and wave cleared until i got static shiv and then wave cleared a bit and just you know roamed and threw w's around and stuff and then it helped that i also got some ganks from our jungle shako but still um it was it was kind of a breeze and then once i had nasher's tooth or no i went uh i went nasher's third i went um luden's second uh, but basically, yeah, once I had the W upgrade, I was just raining Ws down on them for the rest of the game. I got a quadra kill as well, which I was very proud of myself. I haven't played Kaisa in like three years before that. So I was, I was impressed with myself. Or no, I got the Penta. Sorry, actually, now that I think about it, because the team was like, let's go for the Penta. I was like, let's take Rift Herald. Let's play the macro. Like, no, 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 let's get the, let's get the Penta. So then we chased, uh, I don't even remember who it was, the enemy support, um, under the turret and killed him. But yeah, if I can play Kaisa and do well um, and haven't played her in years, 
she and like oh my god i don't know there's so many reasons that she was overpowered so many indicators that she was overpowered so i'm glad they're hitting her pretty hard with the nerf hammer that being said this is not gonna do that much because ad kaisa is still good um i just think that her ap damage on her w needs to go down is really what they need to do because you can still play normal you can go into a game as kaisa and change your build depending on what's happening in the game i don't know She's still problematic, even though her win rate has plummeted in solo queue. Uh, pro play, she's still very problematic. But if someone's in 35% of games and she's winning almost 50% of her games, like, something's fucked up there. Yeah. Especially, Especially in solo queue, to... right? Like, yeah, and she's supposed to be hard to play, yeah, too. exactly. It doesn't make any sense. And she's weak early with what we're talking about. Like these games are imploding early. She's garbage until she gets one to two. Once she gets three items, she's the best ADC in the game. But like before static shiv, she's crap. And then, or if you go Navori or something like until her first item, she is garbage generally. And then even at one item, she's still not that good. Once you have two items, it changes a lot, but Christ. Um, all right, I'm done ranting about Kaisa. Anything else that we should talk about with her? Nope. Okay. Uh, Maokai here. I'm so sad. His Q mon damage to monsters is being decreased. It's a pro play nerf. Um, and it makes me sad that this is happening, but, uh, bonus damage to monsters on his Q was 100 to 180. Now it is 80 to 160. So it's a 20 damage nerf and this is his wave clear this is his jungle clearing tool not that big a deal because in combat with non-monsters so minions or epic monsters or champions this is still going to do the same amount of damage which is good but um his jungle clear is going to be a little slower early i don't love this as a maokai abuser myself but uh i don't know I don't ever play against Maokai because I'm usually picking him or no one else picks him that much. Is this... Do you guys think this is warranted? I think he's good, but I... That's from a competitive team standpoint. So I don't know about solo queue, but... I don't know. I don't know. Was he doing really well in solo queue? Uh, so last patch, he had a 4% pick rate and had a 51.15% win rate. Um, and it was about, yeah, about the same if you went the phase rush build with Demonic into Radiant Virtue, which I did a lot, although I always go the first strike build, so it's a lot more fun. Um, I like printing money. But, yeah, once you get to Demonic and Leandries, it has like a 55% win rate there. Um, but his win rate did drop overall this patch down... So far, it's dropped almost 2%, and his pick rate has gone down 0.6%. So he's dropped considerably. Um, that being said, if you get him to two items, he's still arguably, or he is one of the best junglers in the game. He still has a 55% win rate uh, to 53, 54, depend regardless of what build you do, if you get him to two items. So this was probably warranted. It just means that if you're good with Maokai, you're probably still going to be okay. You just can't 
pick. All right, I'm going to decide to play Maokai and then do well. This also doesn't do anything for pro play, I don't think, at all. This is the wrong thing to target for pro play. They need to target like the duration of his E, because he has free vision. That's what they should target if they want to hit pro play Maokai. That'd be my two cents there. All right, anything else with Maokai? Nope. Okay. Goose, you want to cover Nami for us? Sure. So uh, passive bonus movement speed is increased and Q base damage increased. So the uh, passive surging tides movement speed is going from 90 plus 20% AP to now 100 plus 25% AP. And then the aqua prison damage is going at 15 at all ranks. Uh, it was pretty good. Apparently Nami was bad. <laughs> we were talking about it before the show. She was like... 48% win rate. I thought she was pretty good. I mean, I was having a fun time playing her. Um, so any buffs in the direction of the fish, I'm happy with. Just makes her... In Diamond, plus her win rate changed last patch. It was 45.8. Now it is 49.8. It went up 4%. Same thing in Emerald Plus. Yeah. and Just 4% up. In my opinion, and I'll stick by this until the day I die, movement speed is the best stat in League of Legends. So when you're just granting your entire team free movement speed, uh, it's pretty OP. Also, a lot of people don't know this, but the ultimate doubles her passive. So, really? so if I throw an ultimate, so obviously as Nami, you don't want to be standing in the front, right? So you're standing behind all your team. So if you throw your ultimate and you hit all your teammates, they're now getting 200 movement speed plus 50% of your AP. For how, Oh my God, that's insane. How long does that last for? It, it's uh, however long the, the cooldown is, not the cooldown, but like the duration of the movement speed for the, like uh, for the passive. So whatever the decay is on it, I'm not really sure what it is. I think it's like one and a half seconds. I'm going to look real quick. Decaying over 1.5 seconds. Yeah, well, I know the champion pretty well. I don't even. I didn't even know what the actual number was. <laughs> Just from a pure feel standpoint. But yeah, the ultimate doubles yeah, the, the passive bonus. So you can speed your... It's like having a Shrelia's, basically. Yeah, that's wild. I had no idea. Which I built Shrelia's on Nami as well, so it gives her a lot of movement speed. And her teams, because the Shrelia's passive gives you movement speed for buffing your allies. Yep. And so, I mean, I'm just like this fish flying around the rift. And then the Q um, means absolutely nothing if you're bad at Nami. That's really what that boils down to. But even if you're good at Nami and you land the bubbles, I mean, it's really not that much extra damage. It's only 15. And if you hit somebody with and a bubble... And last max as well, yeah, correct? Yeah, you max E, then W. Or W, then E, depending on the matchup. But I max E first, personally. But, uh... Yeah, if you land a bubble on somebody, they're probably dead. So the, the damage really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they just have to be careful with buffing Q damage because it could push Nami into being a mid laner. Yeah. The, the main problem with Nami because this is like trying to make low elo Nami players better with her, but low elo Nami players are only going to be better if the W and E are better and you can't buff W and E on Nami or else she's going to become 
an absolute menace in pro play and higher sure. and higher ranks because the w is actually like kind of disgusting damage like uh most nami players rush a, a mythic but it's actually proper to rush mandate first and then if you're good at landing your w properly it'll bounce twice it'll hit them bounce back to your ally heal them and then bounce back to them and then pop the mandate oh damn if you play nami properly but like for the first few levels of the game it's better to just w them and then have it bounce back to you to heal and then once you get two items it's better to w yourself or an ally so it can bounce to an enemy because it the way the damage modifier works, it uh, increases with bonus AP. And then if it bounces off somebody first, it does more damage. Yeah, I was looking at w the numbers on that because I was curious about it. The like you're saying, each with each bounce, the the effectiveness of the next one is modified based on AP. So it it goes down each one by fifteen percent. But that can be reversed by 7.5% per 100 AP. So if you have 200 AP, every bounce is equal. Yeah. So, which is what you're talking about. That's two to three items or so. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy with Nami. Um, this change with the plus 25% AP could, I'm not saying it will, but. The best Nami build to start the year was to actually go uh, Mandate, Death Cap into uh, Magi's. Jeez. And if if she gets another buff in the next few patches that increase the W or the E, that's going to be the build that you're going to build on her. What about... Um... When so if that's the build, when does she work in the the support item which buffs all your stats by like twenty percent? Uh the thing is is the the thing about Nami is the heal is kind of negligible. So you're not really you use the W to heal, but it's really not that good of a heal. When you build Nami, she's more of a like that's why I go the mandate build, right? Is because She's more of a facilitator damage support, not necessarily a heal and shield support. Like that's the problem with I think why Nami has such a bad win rate is because players play her as like a Lulu. She's not a Lulu. She's like a in the early game you have to really I've talked about it before, but you have to press the lead, press your advantage with her. And if that means eating yourself and just walking up and auto attacking them and then healing yourself and walking away. That's what you have to do, but she's not this. She's a more aggro version of Janna. Yeah, then. basically, you have to really like understand her limits to be good with her. And I'm gonna play around. I'm gonna play back with the full AP build because with the full AP build, if you bounce your W on an ally and it hits an enemy, it does like 450 damage early game. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and then you hit them with the E slow, or you empower your ally with the E slow. And by the time they get the three autos off, your W's back up. They've procced Mandate three times now. It just kind of one-shots people. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Nami more and seeing clips that you provide us of 
blowing people up with Nami. Yeah, you you don't want to see people playing Nami in your games. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I probably won't. Everyone just plays like Nautilus and Rel and Alistair yeah. and stuff. I love playing against those champions early game because I can abuse the fuck out of them. Get free spell thief gold. Yeah. They just miss the hook, and now I just get to do it literally whatever I want. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to Rel. Um, it's just quality of life adjustments. Basically, they're uh, all... So, like, on her passive, all spells and autos now apply the damage first and then apply the passive, um, as opposed to the other way around, or it being random, or being ability... Uh, specific perhaps Q flash interaction um, Q maintains the direction the direction after flashing so this should feel more intuitive before it would sometimes uh, Q the direction of where it was going to before you flashed so if you happen to move your mouse really fast or something like that it would maybe not account for it um, and then her W the uh, Quality of life change, increased dash speed before the flip once she's locked onto a target. This should both solve some bugs and make the ability feel quicker, more responsive. And then monster mounting maneuver, fixed a bug that was causing Rel's W mount up to not apply bonus damage to epic monsters. So just fixing bugs and giving quality of life changes. I don't really think we need to talk about it because this doesn't really change anything about Rel at all. So I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, Sejuani, W base damage decrease. This is, a uh, again, a pro play related nerf. So... Um, it's the initial cast damage was 20 to 40 plus 20% AP plus 2% of your max health. Now it is 10 to 30 plus 20% AP plus 2% of your max health. So the base damage is just down by 10 at all ranks on the W in the initial cast damage. The second cast damage, it's the same thing. The, so it's down by, you'll deal, if you hit both of them, you're dealing 20 less damage at all points in the game forever. Not a big deal. Sejuani doesn't deal much damage anyways, and she doesn't need it to clear the jungle that much, so I don't know. Um, anything else really to add with this? This is kind of a placebo nerf. Okay, cool. I'll keep going. Uh, Shivana, AD growth decreased and health growth decreased. So her AD growth was 3.4, now it's 3, and her health growth was 109, now it's 104. Uh, they're just basically tamping down her stats because she was stomping much too hard at lower MMRs, apparently. I haven't seen any Shivana, but I don't think this is really going to do all that much. She's still kind of weak early and then scales up pretty well, regardless of what build you're going. But this is just going to make her a touch squishier. I mean, she loses, what, 100 health? Uh, not e I mean, it's not even 100 health. It's 85 health throughout the game. And she loses... Um, what, 30, oh, not 30, oh, sorry, not 30, 80, oh my god, uh, 0.4 times 17, I mean, I don't know, I've, I've been doing math all day for work, I don't really want to do the math, uh, times 17, she loses 6 AD at level 18, 6.8 AD, so, whatever, this is also kind of negligible when you really look at the numbers, um, anything else you guys want to add with this one as well? Good. No. Nope, okay. She's too oh, strong. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say, this champion is She's fucking disgusting. Strong. Yeah. Really? Oh, I played against it uh, two days ago. Dude, it is... The damage that she is putting out... It, she had, like... 
I don't even remember. She had one item. I don't remember what the item was, but she had one item. Triforce? And I was playing. No, no she went AP. I think it might have been Nashers or Night Harvester she had. They but. go, uh, they build, what it's, what's the item? The the Iceborne Gauntlet into Demonic. And they're like unkillable and they do a shit ton of damage. Oh, this one was fucking full AP. Here, let me see if I can't pull up her game. But anyway. Her most popular build is also, or her not necessarily her most popular. The recommended build is uh, AD as well but i i found her in the river and we like tried to fight her and she just fucking solo triple killed all of us she just like smacked all of us with her with her q and then she ulted and then she just it it was disgusting so she went night harvester nashers into horizon focus zonia's death cap and then void staff Oh, she went full AP. Then. Yeah, in a 39-minute game, she did 97,000 damage. Holy, as a jungler. And we had a Yasuo on our team. Holy shit. <laughs> she did 97,000 damage. We won that game. That was one of those games where I'm telling you, when I got done, I felt like I just got done running a fucking marathon. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that version of Shivana is still going to be the exact same for the most part because they didn't touch her AP ratios on anything. So, yeah. Um, she is one of the least picked champions, though. Although, yeah, her pick rate actually increased after this nerf. So, curious about that. Okay. Um, hopefully, she'll get more nerfs then. But she's just so stat checky. She needs a rework. Her kit is just crap. All right, uh, I'll move on to the next one then. Actually, Bomo, why don't you cover it for us? Because it's a mid laner. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen this champion since the rework. Uh, she was flavor of the month after her rework, and then I don't think I've seen this champion at all after that. So Talia. Other than pro play, really. Yeah. yeah. Talia is getting buffed. So her Q, threaded volley, um, is going from 45 to 125 based on level to 50 to 130. So you're doing more damage per uh, Q now. I don't know if this affects the big stone um, or if it's just the, the tiny stones. Um, I will look on the wiki. And they also ended up buffing her E. So the E is the one that makes a little circle on the ground and pops you in a cer- certain direction that she chooses. Wait. That's no, the no, W. No, that's the W. Okay, the E is the, the bunch of rocks on the ground that keeps you from dashing. So the cooldown is going from 18 to 14 seconds to 16 to 14. So I think this is your second max on her. So um, it's It has to be because the W does no damage. Mm -hmm. So it's more noticeable for early games. The extra two seconds I feel like is a lot. And then the damage to monsters is going from 150 to 175. So really trying to push into the diverse mid or jungle role on her. It, uh, to answer your question, this does not imp- affect the empowered rock at all. Okay, so it's just the small ones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but her Q actually reveals enemies, too, that it hits. I had no idea. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot to add for Talia. I don't see her either, but she's very good if you're... I mean, she's a classic uh, jungle smurf champion or mid lane smurf champion as well. Classic with that. 
But she does need time and she does need items, really, because of the way that they shift her after her mini rework. She probably won't show up in pro play much anymore, though, still. This isn't enough to really push her back in. Although I'm sure we'll see Showmaker try. Okay. Uh, next one is Yasuo. Um, the passive shield scaling adjusted. So the total shield is the same. It's just instead of being based on level, the scaling, now it mirrors base stat scaling. What that means specifically, I don't no. Well, okay, here in the blurb, actually, it says this: the change in this patch ends up being a 30 to 50% larger shield in the mid-game, even if levels 1 through 18 are unchanged. So it's going to be weaker, perhaps, on either side of a mid-game, so weaker early and weaker late. But um, all right, it's giving him enough durability to survive early and mid-game fights. So he's late game, he's probably going to, the shield is going to be, is going to scale less hard, is my guess. But um, I don't. I don't have the exact number breakdowns here. It doesn't have it. I guess I can look and see if it's on the wiki, but other than that, I don't I don't know. I don't think this changes much of Yasuo. He's still an insanely hard champion to play, and most people should just avoid playing him. I think they're trying to compensate both Yasuo and Yon for like the the mythic changes that still happened uh what is it? A few yeah. patches ago. Um it's still tough for them. In terms of, you're just extremely squishy, right? For a melee eighty carry, essentially, and there's no real way to to stay healthy anymore. So I was mentioning like you have to kind of go with like an assassin build now with with Yon, and I feel like that's kind of the same way with Yasu. It's like you can't really fight anymore because you just end up dying without shield bow as your mythic. Because I think that what the people are building are either IE or Gale Force. Um, on them and right that's an 80 carry item and so you're an 80 carry frontline pretty much and it feels pretty bad yeah um i mean we'll, we'll segue into yon very quickly then but i just wanted to mention that yasuo's stats for some reason eight percent of games have yasuo in them i don't know why because he's so hard to play. He's he's way harder to play than Yone. Like I'm not saying Yone's easy to play at all, but he's Yasuo is way harder to play. Uh, I, he's I, very good if you're good with him. I would say mechanically they're pretty even, but with Yasuo you really have to understand how he manipulates the wave. So his two abilities are Q and E, right? And if you don't know how to use E, then you only have one ability pretty much, right? If in in lane. And so you have to really know how the wave functions because with you E, you E through minion, which inherently will start pushing the wave because you thin the minion wave with your E. Um, and so I think for Yasuo, it's more of like understanding how he contributes to the wave because you can be mechanically really good on Yasuo, but you can just have your wave in a perma push state where the enemy just never has to push up past mid lane and you can do all your fancy dives and whatnot, but... If it fails, then you just keep falling behind because you just can't see us. Yeah, like, I mean, specifically something that I just learned the other day was, um, or yesterday, by watch, I was watching a YouTube short of someone playing Yasuo, and uh, 
I had no idea that e, like Yasuo's E, each use of this ability grants a percent bonus damage to subsequent uses for five seconds, stacking up to four times. I had no idea. So he would he mentioned like, okay, I'm gonna stack this three times and then I'm gonna E Q and kill this person on a turret. And it worked totally fine. Like the E did a shitload of damage. Um I had no idea it did that at all. I thought each was identical, each cast of it. So I mean using that to manage waves as well is very important. But um, why don't you uh, go over Yone then, basically, because he's also getting a buff. So the buff, in, in air quotes, is a shield increase. So it's going from 45 to 65 based on level um, to 60 to 80 based on level. And the bonus 80 ratio is unchanged. Um, it does increase by the number of enemy champions you hit. Um, so maybe it's significant. Um, but this is usually your third max, right? So you're sitting on the, the 60. So maybe the extra 15 shield per champion is decent enough if you're able to hit some, like, two, three-man shields. But, yeah, I think it's kind of the same problem where it's such a long cooldown, and that's really your only uh, way of surviving, really, right now. So I've been playing around with other builds, I guess, if you guys want to hear me talk about it. But, yeah, um, go for it. The way that I've been building Yon right now is kind of two different paths so the first one is if you have a game with three or more tanks you build grieve uh zerker greaves into bork and then you build ie and then from there you can build um death stance or hole breaker if if you're taking that split pushing route um or uh, wits end based on how much ap and 80 the other team has but on squishy comps i've been building uh kraken into ie and then going the same third item because um, with with the way he currently feels i feel like i have to assassinate the back line more i feel like i can't really win a really any <laughs> any skirmish <laughs> right now just because of how squishy i am unless i play it pretty well um so i feel like that's where it's i'm messing up a lot of my snapbacks currently too because i think i'm more durable than i am but i i e q3 ult in and then i'm trying to like maximize my e damage because if you're in your e form then um, when you snap back it does a percentage of the damage you dealt to the enemy um so i'm trying to maximize that but i end up not being able to snap back at all because i just die because i don't realize that i'm super squishy so it's been a pretty big adjustment not having the shield bow crutch. So maybe I was only decent at Yon because of the shield bow mythic, but I feel like I'm starting to to make or to understand how squishy he actually is in fights. And I think I'm playing fights a little bit better right now. Well, I'm glad you're learning more champion mastery with him. That's good. Um... Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add. I mean, I left it to the Yone main. Goose, anything you want to talk about with Yone? Dispute someone who plays him a lot? Uh, n not Yone, but Yasuo. I was looking up the shield. So it used to scale, because I was confused on like what they were trying to say. It used to scale plus five. Uh, the shield level would go up five until he got to level 14, and then it would start going up by like 50. Oh my god. Now it scales by 20 per level. 
until you get okay, to level that's pretty 14. Pretty significant for early and mid game. So sure, yeah. at level nine, it used to be uh, two hundred and or one hundred eighty five. It is now three thirteen. Whoa, that's a lot of shielding <laughs> at level nine. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, and so he this is definitely uh, a Yasuo buff. Then it's not a a Yasuo. Mm-hmm adjustment really so much this is definitely a buff yeah i mean that's double yeah. like that's a double the size shield almost at level nine damn he has the highest win rate right now does he yeah in emerald plus i'm seeing 48.4 i guess if i look at all ranks 49.6 i'm not I'm not sure. Maybe stat sites are different ones are wonky. On U.GG. Yeah. It has um Oh, this is in bot lane, not mid. Oh. He's 56% gotcha. bot lane. That does not surprise me. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, for sure. In I was looking at it in mid cuz that's the where he's yeah. most picked. Yeah. I think he's Although I think he's, he's I think he's better he bot lane is. personally. Agreed. But I think he's even harder to play bot lane than in the solo lanes, too. Not with that shield. <laughs> I guess not. Not anymore. I was going to say, you have to manage the range and manage everything like that. But if you get that fat of a shield, all right. You just go bone yeah, the plating shield and, and the, the long shield. lane is really good for him. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you, and you, so you, here's the, I'm cooking in the kitchen here. You start the fight with your all bone right. plating and then you're waiting until your shield gets built up. Okay, and then you fight them with the shield, but you don't ult until your shield has depleted because then your shield gets refreshed after you ult. So you effectively have like 2,000 health. Damn. If you play with a support also that builds items that increase heal and shield power, you're going to get a bigger shield. Yeah. <laughs> and if you take Revitalize, you're also getting a bigger shield. Yeah, I played uh, Rakan with the last Yasuo I played, so it was pretty fun. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. But yeah, Yon, uh, I have nothing to say. Don't play this champion. <laughs> okay. Well, um, then we'll move on. So I mentioned before, I forgot to come uh, skip ahead to this, but basically they're changing the way that smite works for pets because they think it's overpowered against pets, which for what they want uh, smite's power fantasy to be. So smite now is going to do damage to non-lane minions. Was It's 600, 900, 1200. Now it is uh, 20 to 160 based on level. Damage to jungle monsters in lane minions is unchanged. So non-lane minions, meaning Yorick schools, meaning Shaco clones, anything that's really champion created is what it is. Um, this only affects minions spawned by another champion. So any Daisy, Tibbers are really the two that they're targeting to make this change here. Um, and then the 20... Now, 20% slow for two seconds. Unlocked on the first upgrade to Unleash Smite. Uh, now it is unlocked on the second upgrade to Primal Smite. So, basically, they're moving where the slow was, I think. They're moving it to the, the, last, uh, the last upgrade rather than the second one. Which, okay, fine. Um... In compensation, they're changing the durability. They're decreasing the durability of basically everything that 
champions spawn. So Tibber's durability is decreased. We talked about daisies earlier. Tibber's durability, the armor and MR is going down. It no longer has an AP ratio. It simply scales levels 6 to 18, 30 to 90. Um, the health on Tibber's is down as well. It was 1,300 to 3,100 plus 75% AP. Now it's 1,150 to 3,500 plus 50% AP. Level 6 to 18 nonlinear scaling. This is a slight durability increase there, but the armor and MR is down. Heimerdinger turrets. The R AP, uh, the R uh, apex turret durability has been decreased. I'm not going to read all the numbers, but Heimer's ultimate turret is decreased. Yorick's maiden is um, durability adjusted. Maiden now actually has armor and MR and health regen, but does have a lot less health uh, in compensation. So they changed those. Um, okay, items. We have one item, Night Harvester, and we already talked about it. Uh, Goose covered it earlier. So, so basically, if you want to hear about that, go back to us talking about Ivern. Um, probably half an hour ago. Uh, runes, Glacial Augment is getting nerfed as well. So the Icy Zone Slow, whenever you CC someone, was 30% plus... Uh, okay, what are they changing? They are making it 20% at base, and they are making it scale uh, twice as hard with AP, so it was 3%, now it's 6% per 100 AP, and it was 4% per 100 bonus AD, now it is 7% per 100 bonus AD. So basically, they don't want it to be as strong level 1 as it for a tank, level 2, for Braum, for Nautilus, for Alistair, for Rel. Um... Now they're making it scale with stuff more, so it can actually it should help non tanks at the two plus item breakpoint with a more effective slow. While pure tanks won't be able to use the base slow as effectively. That's the that's the scoop with glacial. Um, Goose, what do you think about this? Do you think this is a good change? Do you think this was needed? Uh, yeah, this it's very oppressive. Glacial, in my opinion, is one of those things in the game that you don't really truly feel until you get behind. And if you get behind against somebody that builds or that has glacial, it can be very, very oppressive. The slow is pretty ridiculous. So it's a win harder rune. Yeah. I don't really see it as a, I don't take it on any champion that I play because I think the other ones are just better. Um, glacial is really, in my opinion, just a laning, um, keystone, but yeah. if you win lane and you have glacial, it makes it to where you just win the lane even harder. Cause if you blow their flash and then you just go back in, this slow is insane. You, they like can't move early game. It's basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically really perma CC. And it lasts forever. I think that's what they should have killed was how long it sits. I don't know the duration, but it feels like it's like three to five seconds somewhere in there. Let me see. Um, glacial augment lasts for three plus 100% of the immobilizing effects duration seconds. So yeah, probably about three to five seconds. So you nailed it again. Yeah. Maybe I'm a support player. <laughs> Maybe. 
But uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I like the change. Good, good change to push it to. I think this kind of allows more champions to take it. If wanted. If yeah, wanted. I think so as well. But yeah, I think like if you're playing a top lane Maokai, you could take it. If you, I mean, it, this might be better for like, I used to like to, when they changed Glacial initially a few, a couple seasons ago to have a max HP scaling, I loved taking it on Zac and then they nerfed it into the ground. Um, Cause I think it's a fantastic jungle Zac rune, but uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll try. I, I'll play around with it with a tank, but I don't know. I think, I don't think I'll play it that much. There's just other shit that's out there that's better, like you said. This is really good on Vagar. Even better than it was before. Yeah. Really, really, really. I don't think they thought that one through. (laughs) Probably not. I mean, that's the same reason they had to nerf Static Shiv into the ground from where it was on the PBE, because Vigor would auto and instantly murder somebody. I mean, late game, it's going to be... It'll be 80% slow. Because they'll have a. How would it get to? Because he'll have a thousand AP. Uh, plus six percent. That's uh, Jesus. I can't like six times eight. That's what I can't even do. Forty-eight. That's a yeah. That's a sixty-eight percent slow on there. Good God. That's if he has. Or sorry. That's if he has eight hundred AP. If he has a thousand, then it's yeah. It is actually uh eighty percent. That's crazy. <laughs> so and that that makes like cage cooldown insane. You'll never be able to get away from him because <laughs> they'll be perma slowed. But oh my God, yeah, maybe Nico takes this rune now. Yeah, I can see it. I like it. Good change. I liked playing gla- old glacial on Nico with uh, GLP <laughs> with the super soaker. That was. <laughs> Yep, Super Soaker. I did that on Velkaz yeah. and I did that on Nico, and that's how I had such high win rates because those items, that item combo was busted. Yeah, Spooky Ghosts. Yep, I miss Spooky Ghosts so much. I don't oh. fuck that shit. That shit was so toxic. Yeah, everyone hated it. It was, it was toxic. You just press the like. I think I'm gonna get ganked. Let me press yeah. the button. Okay, and then I just go and fly out. Oh, I'm safe. All right, I can clear the wave, and then let me step back. Okay, what like uh, thirty seconds later? All right, let me press the button again. Yeah. Good job, Brad. Glad I got rid of that, but. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was it for changes, except for uh, bug fixes. So there's a few bug fixes which I think are important to cover. So uh, one, fixed a bug where pets slash summons like Tibbers and Shaco clones would not be able to attack inhibitors and the Nexus. That seems like a big oversight. Um, I thought those were features of them. Apparently, it's just been a bug forever. So there's that. Um, fixed a bug where Singed Q's uh, Singe's Q poison trail would not deal uh, damage to Baron. Okay, <laughs> that's a problem. So he just wasn't ever. Also, fixed a bug where Ivern's E would not apply Imperial Mandate, Font of Life, or other effects that are triggered by slows. So I feel like they've been fixing a bug fix on him every patch with some weird interaction. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. But he... This is a... I mean, that's a big buff in compensation for a bunch of the nerfs that they got. So I'm figuring they were going to nerf him less hard and then saw they were fixing this bug and thought they needed to nerf him a little harder. Because now his E is actually going to work as fun- as supposed to. So, 
big buff, especially for uh su- like support style Ivern, not support Ivern, but like Enchanter Ivern, because now Mandate's actually gonna work there. Fixed a bug that was causing the incorrect victory defeat screen to be shown upon losing or winning a game. <laughs> Here you got your ass kicked, but here's a victory screen. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, that's a- <laughs> there's one that frank pointed out last night i was playing some arena with him and i don't know if it's in here at all i didn't read through all the arena bug fixes because there's a lot of them but um after a game you can add yourself as a friend you could ban yourself or block yourself you could also report yourself and mute yourself in like the arena post game mm-hmm. screen you could do all of that i also didn't know that uh well I don't know if it's fixed or not, but if you win a game in Arena and you promote to a next division or tier, it'll say on the the end screen that you've been demoted. And then when you click continue, it'll say uh, promoted to the next tier. I got that. I saw that. Yes. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, I thought I got into silver. Nope, demoted to to bronze. Like, (laughs) oh, well, I guess I was in and now I, I, I don't know. All right. That's funny. Also, more Soul Fighter skins are getting released, and I think some of these look pretty cool. I'm excited about the Shaco one. The Prestige Shaco. Oh. The Prestige splash art looks terrible, I will say, but the regular splash art looks very good, and I'm sure the skin is going to be great. I'm definitely getting the Gwen one. That's a sweet skin, yeah. She looks like Tiny, I mean, tiny Tina things. from uh, Borderlands. She does! Yes. Best video game all time. But I got to get back into that. Hey, I'll play with you. I got it on my so PC. I'm like, ha- like halfway through. Yeah, we could do a playthrough. That sounds good. Two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me know. I'm down. Yeah. Fucking. I love. I, I, I'd definitely be down. <laughs> I love I playing wait Salvador. Until, uh, I gotta wait until I play enough of the Baldur's Gate. Uh, now that it, it, or Baldur's Gate gets released, I think tomorrow the full version. So I'm gonna play that. But yeah, I'm definitely down to. I'll go play Zero then. That sounds great because yeah. he was the most fun for me. I, I love the Gunzerker, just running around dual wielding, or playing the Siren and just like flinging people up. That's yeah. oh, so cool. All right, well, um, I think that's it for us. So uh, this has been a longer episode but um, necessary because patch notes. So yeah, this has been episode 819. If you have any feedback for us, please let us know via the feedback thread in the discord or let us know at uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Please join us for community game nights, which happen Tuesday nights at 7.15 Eastern is when they start and they last for several hours. And then lastly, if you want to support us via Patreon, we do have a Patreon, which you can find on our website, trinityforcepodcast.com. Um, and yeah, we offer a bunch of different benefits at different tiers and anything that you're willing to give is great. It helps us keep the lights on and allow us to put on events and uh, basically just allow this to function without having to pay out of our own pocket all that much. So um, with that, we will wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time. Bye. Peace.
Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.